Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, and welcome to the Big Talker Podcast of the Blog Talk Radio Network. I'm Burke Allen, live from our home studio in Washington, D.C. Uh, we're brought to you in part by our friends at SpeakerMatch.com, the United States' largest speakers bureau online, and they are now shifting a lot of their speaking events online. Find out how a virtual speaker might work for you by contacting SpeakerMatch.com. Well, one of the first casualties... In the global pandemic, the coronavirus, as it swept across the world, was the music and entertainment industry. And uh, now, unfortunately, lots of the rest of the business world is catching up, but entertainers took it first. And you might think to yourself, well, gosh, they're just singers, they're just songwriters. It's, uh, it's going to be okay. That's not an essential business. There's a lot more to it than that. And so we brought in my old friend Tom Callahan, who is, uh, gosh, almost 30 years now in the entertainment business at pretty high levels. He's uh, an executive with Song Trader. He's, uh, you know, over the years, has been on a bunch of advisory boards, was a major label executive with Virgin Records back in the 90s, and uh, I think knows pretty much everybody in this industry. And we were just talking off the air about uh, it's a shame it takes a pandemic for us to to take time to take a deep breath and reconnect. But maybe if there's a blessing in all this, Tom, it is that we're all sort of taking a deep breath and, and connecting with, with folks that we need to stay in touch with. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Burke. It's really great to hear you again and to, and to reconnect with you for sure. You know, I think a so, lot of this thing with the pandemic, people are kind of sitting at home. They have a lot of time to reflect, self-reflect, right? And maybe reconnecting with some of their passions and, and maybe um, reevaluating certain things. And I know you're doing this podcast now and you've been a radio God for years. And now you're getting yeah. back into like the basics of what your, where your passion was. So it's really great to see you doing something like this and off, offering a service as well to boot. Um, so well, I appreciate yeah, that. kudos Thank to you. But, but uh, yeah, I think it's, um, it has, uh, this thing has hit the entertainment business. Of course. I mean, if you have musicians that can't perform, um, you know, what do they do? Maybe the silver lining is they're writing great material right now in their home. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of it's, it's affecting the entire world economy, not just entertainment, but, of course, um, you and me being in the media media business, uh, that's what we're here to talk about, I guess. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's affected us directly. Tom Callahan is our guest. If you'd like to chime in, the number 516-418-5635, You can also send us a message in our Big Talker podcast chat room. We would love to hear from you. If you have questions or comments for Tom Callahan, so to give folks a little background on you, you've been a music business executive from Los Angeles to New York. You've worked uh, overseas in Japan, South America, Europe, uh, based out of Boulder, Colorado. Now you've been an artist manager, a consultant to these big companies, worked on the record label end. I mean, you've done it all here. And I wonder if, if you can sort of take me back at what seems like a very long time ago. In reality, is probably not that long ago when you first began to suspect this could get really bad for the music and entertainment industry. What was sort of reading the tea leaves? What was your first indication things were about to go south? Well, when, you know, I think when they, when they came down, the edict come down to, you know, no gatherings of, of people, you know, 200 or 50, then to 10, then to, then to everything shutting down. I think, you know, <clears throat> the lifeblood of, 
of a performer is to uh, the lifeblood of the performer is to play in front of people. And if they can't do that, they have to come up with creative ways to do that. And they are, you know, they, it's, it's forcing people to be creative on how they share their art and, uh, and to make a living. And, and there's, you know, there's lots of ways to do it and they're becoming creative. It's pretty, pretty cool to see it uh, evolving. And, you know, when this is over, I think there's going to be, two kinds of businesses, two kinds of media, uh, music businesses. You know, there'll be live performances, there'll be in-home performances, there'll be Zoom and free conference calls and Patreon and all these companies and all these ways to share yourself with the world and maybe not even have to leave your house. I mean, there's, there's you know, there's, I think there's going to be a little more options to the musicians now and the creative ones are going to make it and Others won't, you know, there's always casualties in this kind of a situation, but there's also, um, what do they, what do they say? What's that phrase? They say, uh, um, something, an opportunity in crisis or something, you know, there's always an opportunity for creative people. And I think this is one of those times. Tom Callahan, our guest today, music industry executive. He is also the author of the upcoming book, corporate fitness guide to improving one's character leading to a healthier, happier, and ultimately more productive you. And character in the music business, I'm not sure how much those always go together. <laughs> well, you know, uh, in life, they don't always go together, not just the music business. But, yeah, we, we have a reputation in our media entertainment music business that doesn't uh, foster that kind of behavior, a good character necessarily. But I think that's really a misnomer. I think I think there's a lot of great people in the, in the music, entertainment, media, movie business. <clears throat> just like any other business, you have to you like-minded people find each other. I was uh, the genesis of that of starting to write this book was was based in my you know a martial artist for for many years and yep. and <clears throat> when you when you train in in a in a Budo philosophy a martial arts Budo philosophy uh, character is is paramount. You know, this is what it's all about. It's about character. So the idea of the book basically was to try to take the Budo philosophy and everything I've learned in the martial arts uh, in terms of character and integrity and things like that and kind of write about that and how it applies or how we can apply it uh, going forward in, in you know, our day-to-day activities, our regular business, et cetera, because I think it's necessary in, in all, our, all our businesses, not just the music business, to, you know, to be aware and cognizant of our own character and how we behave and how we actually do business. And um, so that was the genesis of the book is in, when I say corporate fitness, um, you know, you need to be healthy and happy in, as an individual and have good personal character. And um, this will help us be more productive and happier as we do business and hopefully a more honest and straight ahead business. The book is Corporate Fitness. It's coming soon. And, you know, I tease about uh, the lack of character in the, in the entertainment industry. But, in fact, they're really – I think it's more that it's a business filled with characters. And, and you talk about the yeah. book, you know, and, and how everyone, Tom, is changing how they do things. You know, our company works with, with not only entertainers but lots of authors, and they can't go out and do book signings now. So I have an author tomorrow sure. who's doing a, a virtual book signing and, and another one who's – doing a book reading. He's reading a chapter of his most recent novel oh, online every idea. day. Great so idea. Oh, yeah, I think that I we that. all have to figure out different ways to, to go about it. Uh, you've also done some work in, in movies and television with your company song trader. Uh, one of the, the movies that we're representing uh, is doing a theatrical at home release. It's an independent film and they're splitting the money 50, 50 with the independent theaters that would have been showing the movie. Um, 
So I, yeah. I wonder what you've seen out there that, that is unique in the entertainment world as a way that, that folks are compensating for this lack of, of public gatherings right now. Well, I just want to clarify one thing. I am not with Song Trader anymore. I was helping, I was helping to uh, start that company for two and a half years with the founder, Paul Wilshire. Um, so it. I was with them for two and a half years. I'm still, I was on the board and I was the chief customer officer, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not with them anymore, although I, I speak with Paul all the time and he's doing a great job as a CEO there and the founder. Um, uh, but you go back to your question. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the sharing, uh, Sharing would you would you, the sharing with the with the theaters fifty fifty what was that what was that again yeah yeah, yeah the movie the, the movie Phoenix Oregon is doing a, uh, a theatrical at home release and rather than than like the big studios the Universals of the world uh, are you know just rushing their films immediately to digital distribution this independent film Phoenix Oregon is splitting the revenue fifty fifty with the the independent theaters that would have shown their movie anyway because of course the theaters are so shuttered how are they and I wonder how is it, how, how is the viewer accessing that? Is there a link that they can download the movie or how That's is right. how is yeah, yeah, they go to phoenixoregonmovie.com and uh, they pay a I bargain see. matinee price of 650 and they uh, yep, they get to watch the movie and they'll get a digital download afterwards and and I wondered if you had seen anything else interesting out there in music and entertainment uh, in terms of the way people are adapting to to what is now this new normal that we're all working our way through. Oh yeah, absolutely, and and I kind of alluded to it earlier. When, um, I know people are doing in-home concerts. I mean, Dave Cause, you know, our old friend Dave. He's uh, yes. he's doing things like that too. And he's uh, you, know, you log on. I'm not even sure if he's charging. <laughs> he, may, he may not be charging. He's such a he's such a great guy. But a lot of people, you know, you pay five bucks, ten bucks, and you log on, and and you have a virtual concert there. I mean, in a lot of ways, it saves saves the artist a ton of money and overhead, doesn't it? <laughs> so that's right. And you can see the con and you can also see the concert, uh, uh, for a lot less money than spending 150 bucks. You know, you're not there. It's this, the, 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 um, you know, the energy is not there, of course, the same energy. So it's not the exact, it's not a great comparison, but yeah, I think a lot of these artists are sharing the music, um, uh, visually, uh, with these kinds of, with these kinds of, uh, with, you know, zoom or like I said, or, Whatever those, whatever platform they're using, WebEx, whatever platform they're using to to reach their audience. But yeah, I think this is uh, this is where the creativity comes in. You know, um, you uh, you actually said something earlier as well about in, uh, about the entertainment business, about how are they changing? I think people are not releasing albums necessarily; they're teasing with songs. Um, like this guy's reading a, a chapter. You know, you said the guy, the author's yeah. reading a chapter of his book every day. I think it's fantastic. What I'm doing with my book, uh, I'm teasing my book by starting to write blogs on the different chapters, but not the full chapter. And I'm putting that on a blog on my website, which is TomCallahan.com. And um, so I'm just starting to do that process, you know, just to, just to share the thoughts I have about this book with people in different chapters. Um, so, yeah, I think those kinds of things are all just, you know, creative ideas and ways to, uh, you know, to tease the audience or to bring in the audience or, or whatever. Tom Callahan, our guest today, is the author of the upcoming book, Corporate Fitness and a 30-year-plus music and entertainment industry executive. One of the things, Tom, I think a lot of folks may not realize about the entertainment industry is it's really made up of thousands of small businesses and independent contractors, everyone from from the, the front of house person, the person who runs sound for the show, to yeah. the lighting director, to the, the crews, the, the 
uh, payroll clerks, the, the caterers. Um, what, what happens to all those folks during this time? Well, this is part of the gig economy, isn't it? And, uh, and uh, yeah, this is, it's a sad situation. I think uh, the stimulus package is going to have, a, um, have some, uh, some money set aside for these type of workers, uh, not just in the media and music business, but for, for other businesses as well. But, yeah, for our, uh, for our conversation, these people you, you speak of, yeah, they're, they're out of work, and uh, they need to be compensated somehow uh, as well because uh, the shows don't go on without those people, of course. Um, and, they, and it takes all those people to put on a show. Um, and that's why I said, you know, these artists that are now performing in the living room, for example, and, um, you know, they can still survive. They can still, um, you know, share their art. But these other people, like, the, like you said, uh, they, they're, they have nothing to do at this point. So, right. yeah, it's a sad situation. Tom Callahan, our guest today. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can chime in. Oh, and here's a message on our, our chat board now. This is Kevin. Kevin is in Delaware, and he wants to know uh, what happens when shows are canceled or postponed to the ticket money. That's a great question. So yeah. so if you, you've purchased tickets to a show that was happening in uh, in April, maybe even in May, because we don't know how long this is going to go on or, or beyond, and that show gets canceled or postponed, what happens to the ticket money generally? Well, most most venues uh, do have insurance for these kinds of things, um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think South by Southwest they did not have insurance for their huge conference, which is a nightmare to think about. Um, but most people, most of them do have insurance that covers, uh, you know, uh, refunds and things like that, or it's just postponed. I mean, I was going to go to uh, Japan April 23rd. And for, you know, seminar, tournament, my, everything's been postponed, but nothing's changed in terms of money. It's just all been pushed out, you know, several months. So um, uh, I don't know. I think it's up to individual, the band, the management, the tour, the, the, uh, the, uh, the promoter, the venue, et cetera, how they're going to work it out. Are they going to just replace it and everybody comes with the same ticket three, four, five months from now, or are they going to actually do refunds? Refunds are a tricky thing, but I, but um, if they have insurance, they, they should be covered. I would think, too, that lots of smaller venues, small theaters and nightclubs that have had to shutter, it'll be difficult for them to rebound. I, I know you don't have a crystal ball any more than I do, but looking ahead six yeah. months down the road, do you see a lot less smaller venues for live music uh, you know, surviving and, and being out there? Or do you think they'll hang on and then come roaring back? Well, I think it's going to be a mixed bag. You know, I think some of these, unfortunately, some of the venues will go out of business um, because they just can't hang on. And again, in the stimulus package, which I'm not an expert in by any means, I think some of that money is going to be allocated to some of these small businesses, you know, and these venues are small businesses. So hopefully that will help them, but um, I'm not sure how exactly it's going to work. So yeah, I think some of these businesses will go out of business. Some of these venues will go out of business. Some of them will hang on. Um, you know, without, without people in there buying drinks and putting people in the chairs, uh, it's going to be a very difficult situation, maybe, maybe not tenuous. Our yeah. guest is Tom Callahan. He's a music and entertainment industry executive, been at it a lot of years, knows all the ins and outs of the business, and we brought him in to talk about the impact of COVID-19 on the global entertainment industry. And, Tom, you and I both worked all over the world. You mentioned you were on your way to Japan. I did uh, a tour in China several years ago. So this is not uh, something that, that is a Los Angeles, 
New York problem. Mm-hmm. This is a worldwide problem. And one of the sure. things I think that, that folks may not realize is that with with less and less physical albums and CDs being sold, the music industry survives in large part on these live performances now. So if you take those away, how long can they be gone without it crippling the industry from top to bottom? Man, I, like you said, I don't have a crystal ball. I mean, fortunately, a lot of things are popping up. There's a lot of online businesses, okay? There's a lot of, I mean, obviously for the digital service providers, Apple Tunes, you know, Spotify, Pandora, et cetera, this, this shouldn't change that much. And you can, if you're creative again, um, you can, you can main, as an artist, you can maintain your awareness and your presence by being on these uh, digital providers and, and doing what you need to do to keep your, your name and your music out there. But in terms of the live performance, which is the lifeblood of a lot of bands, um, yeah, they're out, they're out of work. They're out of work. And, um, you know, unless you're super creative, there's not a whole lot you can do. A singer-songwriter can sit in their room, you know, a little more difficult for a band to put to put together in a, in a studio to, to stream. They're doing it. I've seen it. Um, but it's it's not easy and it's not for everybody. You know, Our guest is Tom uh, Callahan. A, He's uh, he and I are, are old friends in the music and entertainment industry, and we're we're looking at this whole thing fall apart around us. I I asked you when you first realized it was a, a big problem. I think the wake up call for me was when they canceled South by Southwest, and I thought, wow, right? if, so if they can, yeah, if they can pull that out, then you know they knew in advance that things were about to get really really bad what what are the the artists that you're talking with and and the industry executives what's the general mood out there right now well the mood is 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 sadness you know panic yes uh, sadness more than panic but um everyone knows we're going to get through this um it's uh, it, it depends on how much the government's going to help depends on uh, there's so many factors, you know, there's no one way to look at this, but yeah, there's, I've talked to uh, some executives. I've, you know, I talked to uh, Avery Lippman the other day and universal. I've talked to a bunch of artists and like I just mentioned Dave cause who's out there doing stuff on Facebook. Uh, you know, there's Facebook live, of course, there's, uh, there's Patreon. There's all these other, other ways that people are trying to stay, stay afloat. But um you know, the big, the big companies, you know, they have the money. They'll stay afloat. The smaller ones, who knows? I mean, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's still early to tell what's going to happen. When things do open back up, when the, the, the venues do open back up, uh, theaters, uh, you know, outdoor sheds will be in you know, summer concert season pretty soon um, when mm-hmm. the big amphitheaters come out. And that's when, you know, so many artists hit the road. Um, would you assume or do you have any guidance from folks within the industry as to whether it'll be a slow ramp up? In other words, will, will audience members be hesitant to buy tickets for summer shows? I, I don't think so. I think if, if, if the experts are correct that the, the, the curve is going to start flattening, you know, in the next four weeks, six weeks, you know, they're, they're worried about a second, of course, a second, um, uh, return of the virus. That's, that's, that's concerning as well. But uh, I think if the contracts for the summer festival or summer fest in, in, in Milwaukee, places like this, if they haven't been canceled yet, yeah, I think people will rush out and, and really want to go out. Now, will they have money to do this? That's the other question. These people have been out of work for so long. Are they going to have right. money to spend on, on, on the conscious? Do they want to go? Of course. Uh, if this is, if this, uh, curve is flattened, 
and by June, July, August, things are, are back to normal, then, yeah, people are going to definitely want to go out. And it's a question of do they have the, the funds to go out, the money to go out. I think the fear will be dissipated by then. I don't think that you'll see the panic and the fear by, you know, by June, July. But, you know, like I, I'm not a doctor, you know, I, and I don't yeah. have the crystal ball. It's, it, you, can, you can start, you can feel the sense of people and almost daily it changes, you know. So it's hard to say how people are going to feel in the end of May, June, you know, it really is. When when you do go to a, a big show and it's your favorite artist and the ticket is you know a hundred dollar ticket or a hundred and fifty dollar ticket, how much of that uh, do you think is negotiable from the artist and the agent and the promoter and all the hands it has to go through? Because I think you make a pretty salient point. Uh, a lot of people are going to be really hurting. I, I saw a financial yeah. uh, news story yesterday that that it could be a close to thirty percent unemployment rate in America by the time this yep. is over with. And so I yeah. wonder if, if those really expensive concert tickets, is there some wiggle room in there to bring those down or, or what can you share with the layman about that? Well, you know, you got, you've got, you've got basically four entities, right? You have the band, you have the band's manager, you have the promoter and you have the venue itself because the venue has to be leased. Then you've got the promoter who has, usually guaranteed a certain amount of money. You've got the manager who's negotiating for the best deal for his client, which is the band. And then you get the band who wants to just really do the best thing for their, for their client, who is the audience, you know, their fans. So I think between the, you know, between actually the promoter, the manager and the band and knowing what the hard fixed costs are at a venue, they have to all negotiate and be willing to, to compromise on what they were getting. I think that, I think you're going to see that in order to get people in the stands again and the fans to come see them uh, due to the fact, like you said, that it might be a 20, 30% unemployment rate. Um, but as we all know, during times of dire times like this, financially, uh, financially tough times, people really will spend their last money. They'll spend any money, extra money they have on entertainment. I mean, because they want to take their mind off the struggles. And um, so going to a movie, going to a concert is one of the things they actually, people will actually do even despite, despite the fact that they don't have a lot of money. So, yeah, uh, I think, I think you're going to see some of those concert tickets coming down in price and being negotiated uh, by all, all four of those entities, the venue, the promoter, the manager, the artist, et cetera. Um, I, I hope to see that. I don't know if it's true. I'm just guessing, but I'm hoping that that's going to be the case. And as we talk this through, it makes me think that some of those um, citywide festivals where they have free entertainment or, you know, the county fairs, the state fairs where there's some yeah. free entertainment still, I, I would imagine those we'll see, if we get an all clear from a health standpoint, we'll see just enormous crowds this summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah people, people have really, really, I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks, really, hasn't it? And people are already right. getting cabin fever. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in six weeks? That's my concern. What are, how are people's heads going to be? You know, where, where are the mindsets going to be four weeks from now, three, four weeks from now? Um, I really don't believe uh, that we're going to be, get the economy back to normal in two weeks, as, as Trump has said, that we're going to go back, just act normal in two weeks, go to church, et cetera. I, 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 by Easter, I just find that impossible. But that's my own personal opinion. Um, I think it's going to be at least uh, at least four to six more weeks easy, and by that time, who knows how people are going to behave, be behaving? You know. So in the the remaining time that we have left, and by the way, Tom Callahan is our guest. He's a three decade music industry executive and 
Uh, he, he knows an awful lot about this business that is in so much trouble. I do want to talk to you uh, about how you're wrapping your heads around uh, your head around this because you're not only a music industry guy, you're a longtime, very accomplished martial artist. And, and I wonder how much of what you've learned in martial arts about keeping yourself centered and keeping yourself physically and mentally fit has played into how you're dealing with all this. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, the martial arts for me informs my entire life and how I get up in the morning and how I go to bed at night and everything in between. So, um, yeah, I, I do lots of breathing exercises. I have a YouTube channel, Shihan Tom Callahan, and I do some stuff that any average person can do um, uh, that can help with your posture, with your breathing, with your mental state, with your meditation. Um, so uh, that's really helping me. Um, all the dojos are closed. Of course, you can't go train inside a, a, a dojo. So people right. in the martial arts, some of the teachers now are doing, it's not, it's not a hundred percent effective, of course, but they're doing um, the zooms and, and like everybody else, like the artist, the martial artist is behaving just like a musician. They're teaching, you know, via video. Um, it's not optimum, but they're doing it. Uh, and I think if you're an athlete, uh, you know, we are allowed to go out and train outside and the weather's decent now. So uh, you need to get out, get fresh air. You need to get out and exercise. You need to eat well. All those things that you've been hearing all over the news is, is really, really important, I think. So me as a martial artist, I haven't changed my routine. I have my own personal dojo here. Which I don't have any students coming in or anything, but I'm training every day. And, and without the training, I think I'd be a nutcase right now. You know, So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, really, it's really important to exercise and eat well and do all those things. You know, I talked to a, uh, a therapist a couple of days ago, and uh, and he talked about the the benefits of those breathing exercises. And there's been reams and reams mm-hmm. of research that shows that that yep. as as silly as it may sound, that that those breathing exercises have an enormous impact on your physical and mental well being. Well, you think about it. I mean, it's, it's oxygen, right? And you, you're, you, if you don't have the oxygen going through your system, um, there's different ways of breathing. There's many different, different breathing techniques as well. It's called in Japanese, we call it kyokuhu, kyokuhu, and it's kyokuhu breathing. And there's, there's, in one of my videos, I demonstrate four or five different techniques, and they, they're all they all can benefit and you use them for different for different reasons. But yeah, um, just get out and get some of that fresh air into your lungs. And um, take walks, you know, get out there and get the sunshine on your body and, uh, and try to stay positive. You know, you need to stay as positive as, as you can. And we have a tendency, and myself included, to go down these rabbit holes of, of, you know, despair, so to speak. And there's a reason for it. There's a reason. We could all be, you know, it's, it's a desperate situation. So it's, it's, not, uh, it's not uncommon or unusual to go down that rabbit hole, but we've got to really fight that inclination to do that. And one of the ways to fight it is to get out there and get some, some good breathing exercises, get the sun, go for a walk and to still feel, you know, still feel grateful and uh, for, and, and know that we will get through this. And, and it's, and it's a time to self-reflect. It's a time to work on some passion projects um, uh, and get back to who you are and to start thinking about humanity, you know, us as a whole, not just us as an individual, us as a unit in terms of humanity. I think it's really important because I think when we come out of this, um, our attitudes with each other may hopefully will be, will be better and more positive. I'd love to see that. Tom Callahan, I appreciate your time today. When can we accept corporate fitness? When is that book going to be done? Well, I wanted it to be done in May, but, um, 
I'm not sure. I'm in the middle of building a, a music platform right now, uh, a digital platform for musicians myself. So that's taken up a lot of my time. But uh, I, I would say no later than the 1st of September. That's when we should have it. That'll be but great. When, you, when the book comes out, will you, will you come back on the show and talk to us about uh, it? Are you kidding? I would love that. Thank you so much, Burke. I appreciate the time. Oh, my pleasure, and best of luck with that digital music platform, too. And uh, if you are a music or entertainment fan, hang in there and, and please support your fellow artists and uh, you know, find them online, find out what they're up to, and uh, if they've got a virtual tip jar, throw a few coins in there if you can spare them. Tom Callahan, our guest today, visit him online at TomCallahan.com. His new book, Corporate Fitness, is due in September. We'll uh, stay in touch with you. Tom, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hope you and your family stay safe out there. Thank you. Be well. Wherever you are, whatever you do, thank you so much for listening and taking us with us. And you can listen uh, at your convenience by downloading the podcast at Apple iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast. I'm Burke Allen, live in Washington, D.C. For our friends at speakermatch.com and the Big Talker podcast, have a great day. Bye, everybody.